Welcome to Americana Quill, Reddit or Writer. Please like and subscribe until our family like subscribe. Today I'm here with none other than the rap connoisseur himself, Dwayne Wilson. Hey. Um, you might remember him from our previous podcast where we broke down the lyrics of Kanye West, and now we wanted to break down the great writing and lyrics of Nas and give like our top five verses that we enjoyed. And also just speak about where he went, where we think he might have went right in his career, and maybe some parts where we wish. He stayed, he stayed in the way we wish he would have. And just talk about, I guess, what we think of him as, as fans of his, but also to be somewhat critical. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dwayne Wilson. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> What's going, going on, on, man? How you doing? Everything's good, bro. Just taking it day by day. How you doing? I'm good. Yo, your intros, the last two intros you've done make, make me feel like I'm on a, ra like a, a, ra a radio station and like I got like seven Grammys or something. I'm like, oh, oh okay. man, I, I appreciate that. I'm <laughs> no, still I appreciate that. I'm like, yo, this guy's talking about, about me. Like I, like I got the Pulitzer Prize, like, like uh, Kung Fu Kenny or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. man, you just I think you're, you're a well-known, you should be a well-known individual for the things you you're about, you know, so I just try to make sure people understand some, at least a little piece of what you are and what you're about. That's all. I, I appreciate, I appreciate you for that. And likewise, same thing. Thank you. But yeah, no, so, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Life is, life is good. Living, um, eating right, making music right, back to making music more consistently again, loading up. Um, obviously we got the podcast, uh, Prona RQ podcast. Go check it out. Um, yeah, man. What day so, does it come out? Thursdays? Say it again? What day does it come out? Oh, um, most consistently Thursday. So we've had we've had some inconsistencies in that because one of our, our main members who was originally on the podcast, he came he came back to it. So he's been back on the last few. So because so of that, it's four of you guys now again? Yes. You guys are back yes. to four? Yeah. He, he moved to Ohio at one point, right? Or something like that. Yeah, well, he's still in Ohio. He just comes on the Zoom. Okay, yeah, using technology now to break it up. Right, That's right. Dope. And in the next coming, in the coming weeks, we will be getting back together again because um, we've been on Zoom for months, just to you know, just to be safe with COVID and stuff. But we're gonna come back in the next next few weeks, and we're still gonna have him on in, at some in some way. Um, yeah. So th it's exciting, but it also kind of changed things from what we were doing as far as the time and day we meet so as of now thursdays is usually is usually the day we might have to change that because of the day we meet now so we'll we'll figure it out but as of now thursdays um yeah thursdays we'll save that for now that's good so let's just break down how did you get introduced to Nas? man you know it's, it's so funny um I'm at my parents' crib right now and upstairs. My brother's upstairs. And um, I might have told this story last time. But um, real quick, listening to Z100, if you're in New York, you know Z100. Um, it's like Britney Spears playing or something. Uh, my second oldest brother comes in. Pop music, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was pop music. He comes in. He's like, yo, what, what the fuck are you playing? Like, what is this? And I'm like, <laughs> I was uh, nine. Or I just turned 10. He comes in, asks that. I'm like, oh, I'm just listening to the radio. And then it's like the movie. He was like, yo, you need to listen to this. Boom. Presses presses a button or a couple buttons. And it goes to Hot 97. 
and it was in the midst of the Jay-Z and Nas beef. Mm. So for, so when it came on, I never forget it was the um it was Jay-Z's first verse of takeover, which obviously I didn't know at the time. But then after at you know, as time went on, I yeah, I figured, oh wow, this is the first verse I ever like really like intently listened to. Um mm. right after that, they played Got Yourself a Gun by Nas. Mm. Those two beats stayed stuck in my head for the next five or six years. Even though I had no clue what rappers were talking about, those beats always stayed in my head. Right. Um, and when I finally found the Got Yourself a Gun beat, that was how I started to um, really fall in love with Nas's music. Um, and for those who don't know, that's, that is on uh, Stillmatic, Got Yourself a Gun, track three, I want to Yeah, track three. Um, so that's where it started. And also, coincidentally, my brother's two favorite rappers were Jay-Z and Nas. So he had all of the, I don't know where the, the discography, you was able to do your whole library homework. He had, the, he, had he literally had all of the covers, like in, in his room of every Nas album, every Jay-Z album. And because of that, I just like, I would take those LimeWire was coming out in the next couple of years. So I used that and just downloaded everything. Um, but yeah, it all started with my brother, pretty much. Now we prefer streaming music, so we can still give something to the artist. But yes, you're right. Live yeah. Live was a big thing. It's, it's so <laughs> I don't I don't want to date us or nothing, but it's it's just not. It's not this. Nobody say, so it's fine. I know I feel you. It's, it's just I'm. It's just not the same. It's not it's not the same as far as, as falling in love with the music is different because it's not as there's not much hoops you have to jump through. Well, you know, we're like, not kids, right? And when you're a child, you're like searching for something new and something right. out of your box, or what you think might be slightly out of your box or something you could relate to. And mm. it's just that discovery of music is like, we just don't have time for it no more as adults, right? It's like you're focused on your passions and what you want to accomplish. So it's definitely a different dynamic of like being a teenager, walking to the store to get a CD and just looking at your phone and just say, okay, let me give this a try. It's definitely a different... Sometimes you had to take risks with your $12 and get the CD and hope it was good because it wasn't guaranteed. But see, that's the thing, though. Even though we're older, that's not something exclusive to us because the kids do the same thing. They don't have to go to the store and find nothing. They go right on their phone. Like No, but like there was a point where we did buy albums if we wanted to support the artists, right? No, right. I'm saying we. We did, right. I'm looking at it, though, and saying when I said it wasn't the same, what I meant was the way people don't, a lot of people, not not everybody, because there's still people. Most people don't fall in love with music like how we did at our age. So when you talk to somebody who's, let's, let's say they're 14 now, their investment into music is not the same investment as we had. And that's just based off the conversation. Because when I ask them about their favorite artists, it has to do with TikTok. It has to do with whatever song is popping, whatever song they could do to dance to, whatever song somebody's doing, like redoing a reel to. Yeah, this is more of a, of a vibe culture. We would use music. Yeah. We Our music like was to help us survive and get through things. Their music right, bro. Like, we, we listen to this to survive. Like, what you what you mean, TikTok? I don't give out no TikTok. I'm, I like Lil Baby because Lil Baby's fire to me. I don't care about what, what song he got that's on, that, that's on TikTok. I don't care. Right. But that's me. And plus, that's the part where being grown comes in, because my music taste is not determined by what's on social media, where I think no, it's different course. for a lot of the kids. Yeah. Right. No, I agree. Absolutely. 
but that yeah, you didn't have to fit in like there was a, no i'm saying you didn't have to fit in back then all the time with music like like kids would like still try to like listen to rock and roll here and there or like rock rap like i'm um, gym class heroes like it was always little alternatives here and there you know what i'm saying where i don't know if like it's all accessible on the phone but it's like it's not like word of mouth anymore at least not that i know of I think it's word of mouth, but it's not the same type of word of mouth. It's it's word of mouth through social media. That's mm -hmm. funny thing is that's where I find a lot of my new music because there's so much now. And that's the other thing. We had, there's a, there was always a lot of rappers, but there was underground and then it was mainstream. And th that was really, there, was, there wasn't a lot of like in, in between. between. Now there's so many different lanes. There's I'm I forgot her her name, but if I could find it at some point, I'll I'll shout her out on oh, sure. she, somebody on Twitter who's like she's like a music enthusiast. I'm pretty sure she's not even our age, but she knows music all the way back to the 60s and 70s and all of that, right? And she was talking about the I don't know if you saw the Mount Rushmore of the 2010s that that's been floating around. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it's just like Drake, Kendrick Cole. And then it's like a face that's missing. And then people are like, yo, who's the fourth person? So then everybody's like giving their fourth person. And she was saying, I hope that this conversation makes people realize the greatness that we got in the 2010s. And what it made me think was that the 2010s was where hip hop finally got solidified lanes. Because before that, we there were lanes, but it seemed like one lane was the one that everybody had to follow at a time. Oh no, strictly, was, strictly the street gangster lane and then conscious. Those were your two lanes, nothing else. Right. But then yeah. one was always more popular than the other one was. So if you right. like, if we're, if it's, let's say 2009, that's when like the conscious wave was like more popping. If you still listen to gangster rap, it's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, why are you still listening to that? Like, nobody listens to that no more. Now you could listen to uh, Griselda but also listen to J. Cole, but then also listen to like some, some underground dudes. And I can't even name any, right? I'm blanking out right now, but I have a whole bunch of album covers of underground rappers that are super dope right now. And no matter who you listen to, people will like respect your opinion. Like, oh, you listen to, okay, I don't really listen to them like that, but you know, that's, oh, that's dope. So that's where your head be. And then that's how a lot of people start combos now. Back in the day, it was more like, nigga, you still listen to 50? It's 2009. Like, what? What you talking about? I ain't listening to no 50s. <laughs> like, they look at you like, like. Yeah, it was very, very judgmental <laughs> back then, for sure. Yeah, bro. Like, so I, I like, I like the way that I like where we are now. Um, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah. So I guess let's get back a little bit into Nas. So I learned about Nas from my older cousins. So they kind of put me on to like the whole like Wu Tang and, and Mob mm -hmm. Deep. Mob Deep and like Nas were like artists that they made sure that I like really paid attention to. Yeah. And only built for Cuban Link, they made sure that I listened to that. That's my introduction for hip hop. So, man. Those oh, were like, really? Pretty much. They were like, yeah, if you really want to know like what what good lyricism is and good raps, they were like, listen to this album kind of thing. And that's Nas one of the top like five always, albums. Yeah, Nas was always like up there, not just for Elmatic, but just for like everything he did like at that point in time. Wait, quick question. Is that one of your verses? Because that's one of my verses. One? The one on Cuban Links. No, no I don't. Oh, no, okay, I good. So I was like, it. damn it. That was one of my, that was like, I just really like, damn, he might have that one. <laughs> no, Because no, no, no. right. I started listening to Nas even when they felt like his light was dimming. I still thought he was writing well. I just think 
the whole thought of like is his beats good or not it came to to play at times but mm, it was never his, okay. his penmanship mm-hmm. he's a true storyteller because if you read a lot of his lyrics they're not a lot of punchlines. they're just making yeah. you go back into moments of like a time where you either know what he's talking about or you or you could understand it because he puts you in this in the scenery of the area so uh, those are the, those are the things I appreciate from Nas. That's why I'll always give him a chance to listen to. So yeah, I, I feel the same. By the way, like I was that whole like oh the beat and we'll, we could talk a little bit more about that later. But the whole oh the beats are whack. I'm like man, this is that I think was just people listening to other people and everybody just started copying, which is one of the downsides of nowadays. One person <laughs> says something and then everybody else just runs with it. And if you are actually in front of that person and speaking to them, they can't explain it to you. They would just say the same thing that they've heard or read on Twitter. I agree, but I also feel like there was moments when Nas came off a little uninspired though too, if you listen to, or just put things out that maybe should have never came out, right? But he's like, right, right, right. he's he's an artist artist. So he doesn't mind, I guess, putting those things out. But like, if he wanted to go for like the perfect legacy play, like there's probably one or two albums he should have just, not even thought about releasing just because they they didn't feel like they were complete. So question, because I've actually heard something similar to that before. And he's my favorite what? artist still. It don't matter no matter what right. he does. But it's like those, these are moments as a fan where you kind of wish he just didn't feel like he had to do it or wanted to do it. So t- question, what two albums would you say that, the, that um, what two albums would you say apply to what you just said? One with Kanye West is one, the Not Bear album. I, I for, you know how you know that that's true? I completely forgot about that. <laughs> you just said that. Damn. Okay, that's one. We agree on that one. That one. And um, <laughs> I would say Lost Tapes, too. Although it had, although it had two or three good songs, it, it just felt like it wasn't all compiled the best way possible. Oh, the, the one that came out after the Kanye one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Lost Tapes, too. Okay. Hmm. I wasn't even thinking about that one either. Well, because they look like compilations almost, but like that's why I feel like he should have just never put them out. If they weren't like cohesive, some of the songs are amazing on Lost Tapes 2, but like I think Lost Tapes 1 was such a classic, it's hard to like try to even duplicate that with some of the other songs we had. Well, I think the problem is that Lost Tapes, because now I'm remembering, Lost Tapes 2 was a collection of things recorded from like 08. To right. like, because I remember the the one on there, the world that Kanye produced. That I've had that for like 11, 12 years in my in my iTunes. So like mm. that song was super old. Um, so like you said, like if I first heard it on Lost Tapes two, I probably would have liked it a lot more. But the fact that I've had it already, it's like, oh, this is oh, I, I know this one already. But yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think it was. Um, I mean, I think I think it was solid. But it, I mean, when you Lost Tapes one. Now you want to see this is the thing about Nas. Now you're making me want to go go back to um instead of picking some of the verses I got, go to Blazer 50. Because now I'm thinking about that. The second you say Lost Tapes One, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Blazer 50, sit back in the 12, 12, 12 Bentley. Divorce with me. Oh, make Bobby divorce I, with me. <laughs> people forget how, how skilled he was he is, though, right? It's like he just won his first Grammy too. So like it's like perfect timing that we even discussing Nas. That is true. That is true. Yeah, he did. I wish he would have wanted for something different, but no, Kings of Z is a great album, though. 
No, it, it is, but there's two reasons why. First, I'm a huge fan of that Freddie and Alchemist album. Um, and I also think it was a better album than King's Disease, personally. Um, the other thing, though, is that when somebody wins a Grammy, 95% of the time, they win a Grammy for an album that is either their most successful or it is their best work or whatever, right? King's Disease is nowhere near Nas's best work at all. Nah, it might, be, it might be in his top five. You think so? Yeah. Damn. It might be number five. That. It might be number well, five. Well, well, okay. You got to give his whole career. Not just, not just the first three that everyone loves before they say Nas fell off. Because <laughs> that's, a, that's a misconception, too. Yeah. By the way, I don't subscribe to... to so here, so here's, a, I don't know if we were going to get into this, but like the albums in a row, right? We have to. You want to do that now or? Which, yeah, what are your top five albums from him that you could think of? Maybe that it changes, but like today, um, what I are mean, your top the, it, five Nas albums? It's been pretty consistent. So the first thing is that my, my personal, so you want me to do my personal Person, favorite, Your personals. Okay. Because so most of your personals favorite, will be because of skills that's involved anyway. So. Okay, so and the funny thing is, now that now that you said like it's at five, that I could kind of see what you're saying. Now that I think about it, but all right, let me try to go five to one. Let me try to go mm -hmm. five to one because the top three are always the and but it, it's not the same top three that everybody else says. Um, two of them are, but I would say five. He might have won me over with that. I never thought. I never thought about and, but think, don't think about what you had to go back to listen to. Think even about what you had to listen to when you were like somewhat of age, like twelve and up. He still might have three or four albums from then, but people don't see it that way. All right, so I'll go. I'll go here. I'm gonna go here. Number five. Number five. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Hip hop is dead at number five, mm -hmm. and that's because. And the funny thing is, I it's not even the entire album. There's some joints on there that just they stick in my like I randomly think of them. And that's I love I'm one of the like one percent of people that loves Black Republican with him and Jay. Because most people don't like that song. I nah, think they, they body that song. I don't care what listen. I said. look, I, I feel the same way, but I don't I don't know what people were expecting with it exactly. But I thought this that song to me sounded like what I would expect them to have done. Like it sounded, right. that's what I felt like, but whatever. Um, and then the the Kanye joint, um, still dreaming. That one, they both went nuts on that. And those yeah. are those were my two favorite rappers at one point in time. So I mean, right? <laughs> you know that. The, the, so just those two. That's all I need for that album. But the album in general was a was a really good album. Mm. Um, so hip hop is dead at number five. Number four. I'm I'm gonna go Lost Tapes, cause I have listened to Lost Tapes religiously even to this day. Like I could just and I could run it all the way through. Mm -hmm. um, so Lost Tapes, I'll go number four. Number three, I'm gonna go Illmatic. Personally, um, mm -hmm. I think as uh, if I'm thinking objectively, I think Illmatic is one of the top five albums. Period. And I'm not just talking about hip. Talking about no, music. no. It might be in music. It might be number one in music overall, but I wasn't alive to experience it the way everyone else has. So it's like me going back to relive it. It's different for me. It's, it's different. I think for me, when I first when I first heard it, it didn't. St I I didn't get it at first. I only started getting it once I started going to the city. 
like on my own. Mm. Then that's when I kind of felt, I felt listening More attached to, it, to the music. Yeah. I, yeah. I and I felt it. And I felt like what, like I've literally been on a subway listening to it and it feels like, okay, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of get this, but you have to be in a certain area. Like you can't be at Times Square in 2000, whatever, 2000, anything and get it. But let's say, you know, when it, I'm, I might've been in a little Bronx over here, seeing, seeing a little, a little friend over there in the, in Brooklyn Right. And you know, the, the certain the parts you go, and it's like, oh no, nah, <laughs> this is what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the music hits a little different. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was so I say Illmatic was three, because I mean it's just amazing piece of work. Number two, I'll go It Was Written, which I think it pers I think that's his best album. I still I still that's one that. of my favorites from him too. Yeah, I think it's his. Like, Illmatic, I think, is a great album musically overall. It was written, I think, where he took the songs. It's That's one of the very few times you can hear a rapper doing things that's not necessarily about them and being able to make it, make stories and make it sound like it's them. Like, I, be, I could believe that Nas was doing all that that he was saying on there, even though he's clearly said, I'm not this big drug dealer guy. Yeah. Um, but he painted the picture so well on it. So that, and I don't think, there's not one skip on it, just like with Illmatic, and it's more songs. So I actually give him more credit for that one. And then number one is Godson. That's always been my favorite. I got Godson up there too. God. Yeah, it's always been my favorite Nas album. Yeah. That was one of the albums that was in, that was, my, my brother's old room is right over there. That was one of the albums that was on the floor when, when he moved that I got to, I got to pick up. And I have my own copy too. I have my own copy, but his copy, was the one where I learned about Nas. So when he left to here, I was like, ah, the copy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Godson is, that was that was basically around the time when I started really falling in love with hip hop. It was Godson yeah. and Get Rich or Die Trying. That was all like in the same couple months. See, that was like 0203 era, yeah. Yeah, it was like the end of 02, right? That's when um, Get By was out by Talib. So that was the time. That, um, Diplomatic Community just came out. So that was, man, that was a time. Jesus. Anyway, sticking on Nas. Yeah, Godson, number, always number one. Always number so one. So I have six, but so Illmatic. Wait, got, no, 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 wait, wait. How you going to say you have six? You didn't let me do six. You know what? I'm going to say Illmatic's automatically in the rafters. Like, that's not even for debate. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. So Stillmatic is probably five for me, even though it's really good. But like, as far as my favorites, I mean, Stomatic, it was written. It's probably ahead of that one for sure. Life is okay. good. I really enjoy. Life is good. That's a, that's a sleeper. Life is good as a sleeper. That might be my six actually. If I had to say, yeah, that that would be my six. And then I have Godson, and then King's Disease. King's Disease. That might change a little bit over time. I gotta reevaluate all the verses and everything I listen to. But well, you have King's Disease as his best album. Boy, not your no, no, my favorite, favorite right now. Wow. But it's not his best album of all time, no. But like, as far as like the ones I'm going back to while I like listening to the verses, yeah, yeah, King's Disease was definitely. I feel like That's I could interesting. If you listen, if, when we read the lyrics, you'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm bugging on like some of the song. It's like that's how I felt. I was like, yo, mm -hmm. maybe I, I, don't feel I that way at all. No, but I was in my head. I was like, maybe I'm bugging of how much I'm revering some of these verses on this album, but. Nah, man, he, he did his thing. I just think you're proving, 
you're proving the mute when it comes to music i think people look at it as if it's uh they care about the I, beat I, 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 and the musicality first before the words no that's is that but what I, I mean the way that people look at in general well the way that people look at anything in life nowadays they look at it as if it's ice and not as if it's like a flowing stream of water and mm -hmm. music is the perfect example of that we don't we people believe that they have to have the same artist as their favorite forever and if they change then it's like you know there's something wrong with them it's like no you can literally if you want to you can change your favorite artist every day there's nothing wrong with that because mu the next day it may hit you different like you may realize damn this means more to my life than this did back in the day um and so when you say king's disease as well, because he, ass he, man, he, I can understand. Yeah, I can understand that. And I'm not saying that's why you like it. I'm just saying in my head, I could see that. But that's why I love life is good, right? It's like your man went through the worst divorce of his life, got ridiculed and accused of all these things. Mm -hmm. And he's over here spelling it in the lyrics. It's like, how do right. you not appreciate mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. You can't you can't hear guns every every time Nas steps up to to bat for an album. Not at this point. Right? Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It's got to be yeah, Things got to. He's another. He's a person that he's he's become full circle. And that's exactly that's part of my favorite. That's one of my favorite things about his career. And he's it seems that I think when you said he was in, uninspired earlier, I think there was times he was going through that purgatory that many artists go through where they're realizing that they're growing. And there's a, there's only a few decisions. Do I keep doing this? And if I say yes, how do I keep doing this? Do I keep giving people the same material that I used to because that's what they love? Or do I maybe show them the older side? And this, once again, in the 2010s, that's the first time we got to see older artists like Nas get to grow. In A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So let me hear... Your top five verses. Is there any honorable mentions that you have that you want to mention before we start? Well, now that you mentioned lost tapes, I feel like I feel like a jerk. Um, because you don't have to say the You don't have to say the lyrics to your honorable mention, but like, what? Give me your top three honorable mention songs or whatever that like you want people okay. to probably go back. Well, and listen I mean, to. two of them are from Lost Tapes: Blazer Fifty and Papa was a Papa was a player. That's that's easy. Papa was a um, player was a great record. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Papa was a player verse. I mean. I, I'm gonna just say I'm gonna just say the song because you said it's only honorable mention anyway. So yeah. I, I'm gonna say just the song because all of those verses were great. Um, and then Blazer Fifty was just all the way through. So those two easy are some of my mention. favorite verses. I was like I don't know where to cut it off at because I don't even think he took a break. There's no chorus. It was just strictly <laughs> ball. Right. Um, damn. Now I'm thinking nobody. Um, nobody's original. Ugh. I'm gonna just go with those. I'm gonna just go with all the lost tape songs. I'm gonna just go with those. Nobody's yeah. original, or no ideas original, rather. No ideas original. Blazer Fifty, Papa, Papa's, Papa was a player. Those are my three honorable mentions. All on the same album. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of honorable mentions. There's too many to think of right now. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of tough because although I'm. Uh, <laughs> I would say Stillmatic. Um, like the song, the song Stillmatic? No, no, the song called America, I think. America. Oh, um, 
what no something my country my country yeah my country my country sorry yeah. which is nah, a great yeah, record yeah. um yes mm -hmm. i think it's a bonus too no it probably is a bonus i don't even know it's like one of the last songs on the album yeah mm -hmm. hold on let me look through my apple music man you got me having to like guess on the spot it's, it's tough nah it... <laughs> but that's what you know because you just don't want to like discount anything that he might have done right and when when you've been in the game for so long it's it's kind of hard to it's or it's easy rather to forget it's so easy to forget sometimes one one mic is always Ooh, a great of a course great song Right, that didn't make my top five, although those verses were impeccable. Yes. And Agreed. then um and then made you look. Why not? Those would be mm. my three. You could say my my you could say my car. Don't uh don't say my car is topless. Say the titties is out. I never understood what the fuck he meant. Like <laughs> when I was a kid, because I was a kid when he said that. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then I got older, like, ah, ah it makes sense did now. there. <laughs> you did there. <laughs> New Mrs. the anthem. Put your hands up. Uh, All right. I'm going to shut up. See, this, I started geeking out when it's certain people. Like, we spoke about Kanye last time. Right? We had to do two parts. That's how long we, we had to do two parts. Right. The difference with Kanye and Nas, though, is that Nas is a true wordsmith. Like, I agree. And I, when it comes to words, I just Nas is the example of MCs that don't need a beat to be compelling. No, no, you just need to hear what he wants to say. Exactly. Where, whereas with nowadays, most artists now, if they didn't have a beat and they were just rapping, I mean, it'd probably still be all right, but it's not this without the beat, you would just be looking at them like, what are you, what are you saying? I agree. <laughs> Yeah. So let's hear your uh your number five. And hopefully we don't have the same one, but we'll see. Um so number five. Uh I mean they're all kind of in there. I'm trying to think of what number one would be just so I don't do that one first. All right, so I'll I'll do this one first. I'll do Nas's like. Wait, wait, wait. You don't have your top five, your personal five ready? Like you don't know the order you have them in? I, I, didn't, I never really had an order. I ha, I know what number one is, but I've never, I've never. So had do, you, a, do you you want me to go first? Then no, I could so go. Could, like I okay. like so I I have I have verses that because I I I have my personal top five, but I also mm -hmm. want I did want to challenge myself. So I did I have some verses here like that that I just love from Nas. Um, and then the the three then there's three that are just they just up here that I could just do um so five i'll go with Nas is like verse one um do, are, are we doing the, like we're saying the verses rap yeah it? just no you don't have to rap it but you can read it oh. all right um i'll I, the way i'll do it, i'll probably rap it uh freedom of jail <laughs> clips freedom or jail clips inserted a baby's being born same time a man is murdered the beginning and end as far as rap goes it's only natural i explain my plateau and also what defines my name first it was nasty the times have changed ask me now i'm the artist but hardcore my signs of pain i spent time in the game kept my mind on fame saw a fiend shoot up and do lines of cocaine saw my close friend shot flat line of my sane that depends carry mac 10 mac 10s to practice my aim on rooftops tape cd covers to trees line the barrel up with the weak picture and then squeeze 
street scriptures of look for lost souls in the crossroads to the corner thugs hustling for cars that cost dough to the big dogs living large taking it light pushing big toys getting nice enjoying your life it's what you make it suicide few try to take it belt tied around their neck in jail cells naked heaven and hell rap legend presence presence is felt and of course nas are the letters to spell nah it's not <laughs> yeah, when you said that we hear with the beat, it was like that was an amazing verse when he did it. Man, absolutely. Man, so this is uh, the funny thing is I think this this is up there. Pro it might. He got a lot of verses five. that's up there, so it's hard to say if it's up there. That's why I'm saying I really don't have a top five. It's more like a top three. But this this one is this one is one of my favorites. Um. I think it's because I never the I am album. I I probably listened to that one like last out of what when I was let's say it was 2006 around that time, right? I had listened to pretty much every other Nas album, and I kind of skipped this one because nobody like my brother wasn't really talking about I am like that. Um, On the low, they said that was the best one compared to Nostradamus out of the two that dropped that year. I think oh, I yeah. am. Yeah, they yeah, said it was yeah. pretty good. I, I mean, I would say so. <laughs> I, I I would say so. Um, <laughs> but this, this song, I found, I think that what happened is I first heard this song and then that's what made me listen to the album. So mm -hmm. I heard Nas is like, I'd never heard it before. And that first verse just blew me away. Um, the last two verses are great too, but this verse was crazy. Yeah. So that was, so I, so that's number five. Um, so I guess I'll do my number five. Then. Yeah, you can go ahead. Oh man, it's oh man, I'm just oh my god, so, up. My number okay, five go. is the life is good intro. Mm -hmm. So to me, like the way he set up the album with this one with this whole I, I think I copied and pasted the whole thing, to be honest with you. That's like I didn't know where to stop it. <laughs> he just was like every time it just got better and better <laughs> to me. Especially when you hear with the beat and the way the beat drops mm -hmm. and everything, it was like all right. He, he's trying to let us know that this ain't a, a, a weak ass album that he just put together just yeah. to get out his contract. Like, this is, he, uh, he meant to that. do this one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. So he says, PS to let 111 at free, at free lunch, embarrassed, but managed to get a plate. We was kids hungry, mom working, I was famous, she getting home late. So I decided now I'm in charge. Either stay full of stay full of starve corner store like Mr. Court, Spare Quarter before Ed Jordan's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's trying to cop quarters and trying to move that hard roll with a shooter squad. How could I not succumb? How can I not partake? 15, I got a gun. 16, I robbed the train. Licked off a shot for fun. What What's God inside of my brain? A hustler's job ain't done till he becomes a king, but I'm a righteous son despite I'm the midst of Dudes who switched up and changed. They want to carry me like I'm some of kind of lame. I never let them know. I just forgive them though. Either that or the pistol blow. I remember early morning syrup sandwiches and sugar waters. Yeah. Walking up the dark stairwells, elevators was out of order. Worth 200 million now by Centennial nigga. Flat screens and condominiums. Brazilian women on zannies. They pulling off fannies. I'm pushing 40. She only 21. Don't applaud me. I'm exhausted, <laughs> G. Me and my red cup, my blend and my red cup. Y'all wouldn't know me without one. I keep a fresh cut. That's when he bought into like um, I think Bevel, and he was known yeah. for like his signature blade and everything. Mm -hmm. so I remember. Just, 
just the whole storytelling to me, if you really listen to the song and not the way I'm saying it, you'll be impressed, I promise you. Oh, you did I, man. Look, you remember you talking to at heart. <laughs> remember talking to Biggie inside his Lex truck, stay flop. Said stay flop when you bummy. Keep your pajamas Armani. Hood forever. I just act like I'm civilized. Really what's in my mind is organizing a billion MFers to take over JP and Morgan and Golden and Sachs and teach the world of facts and give Saudi their oil back. 1990s Polo Ralph Lauren on them. Gone a few years, the whole world snoring on them. Girls all up on them. I, mm-hmm. I spread them, hit them, and dead them. Not me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wholesome young man. She says, <laughs> she says, third link from a legend to share heaven. She says, it is... It is her. It is the greatest loving. The tales you hear is the truth on me, who wasn't the most faithful husband. Reveal my life. You will forgive me. You will love me. Hate me. Judge me. Relate to me. Only a few will. This is how it sounds when you're too real. They think it's still music. Still, well, I am a graphic classic, classic song composer. Music notes on sheets. I wrote this piece to get closure. Some of y'all may know Khalees. This goes to her with love, also goes to y'all, let's see. The crazy things already happened to me, so either y'all be laughing with, at me or you be laughing with me. So I just think that whole verse, they set up the whole album of like some of the things we were going to talk about and just just that being that vulnerable on track one is not the easiest, mm-hmm. I don't think. And for him to do that and like take your full circle of like his life, of like his childhood, right? Starting off with the sandwiches and sugar waters, the the 15, I got a gun, 16, I robbed the train. Like, mm-hmm. he's putting you chronologically kind of where he was before he dropped his first album, I think, at 19, right? So it's like, yeah, all this is happening during those three or four years of, like, before he makes it to, to his superstardom. So right. I thought that was pretty interesting. So... Oh, I'm sorry, so... What, I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> yeah, no, that was it for, the, for my fifth verse. All right, so I got number do you, four. Do you remember that that intro or no? Um, I mean, I do. I haven't listened to it in a while, though. When we get off, listen to it and tell me right. if I'm bugging, if that's not, like, a, an amazing verse from him. No, I like I remember it now that you, that you say it. It's just when you started doing it, I was like, damn, I ain't heard this in a minute. But when <laughs> you hear what it, I said about it, it was yeah. one of the better beats you ever picked to me for an intro. Mm-hmm. So, that's, like, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, that's a fact. So, all right. That's a fact. But no, I mean, I will listen to it. But I, but the, it's pl- when you were doing it, it was playing in my head. That's why I was so quiet because I'm like, yo, I really ain't heard this in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a dope one. So I got number four, uh, and I got a few feature verses on here. This is the first one. So this one was actually 2018, and it was right after. It was right after he did um, the. Uh, the Kanye album is right after he did that one. And I was like, I was a little disappointed in that album. A lot of it didn't have to do with him. Kanye was like switching beats up and doing weird shit that Kanye does. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So picture, right? In Jamaica with my, with my boy, we out there for like somebody's sweet 16. Wake up Friday, a whole bunch of albums drop. The first one we listened to, Swiss Beats. Why? Because we're from New York. You got to listen to Swiss Beats first if you're from New York. So listen to the Swiss Beats album. The Jim Jones track comes on. It's crazy. Right after that, like the way they mixed it was weird because it was like Jim Jones ending. It was like abruptly out of nowhere. You just hear Swiss say, 
Hey, yo, Nas is one of the greatest. Can I get a chance? It was like, wait, what? Can I get a chance? Yeah, so that comes on. I didn't know Nas was going to be on the album. So yeah. this beat just starts coming on, and it's like smooth, and then the beat drops, and it's just playing. And out of nowhere, you just, out of nowhere, you just hear throwing piss out the window at police, chasing niggas with warrants. There was never no peace. Judy ass was enormous. Right there, <laughs> I almost fell off the bed. I was like, yo, what, what is happening right now? What, yeah. what, the, what the hell is going on? So so that's the beginning. Uh, Judy ass was, in, well, I'll start from the beginning. Throwing piss out the window at police, chasing niggas with warrants. There was never no peace. Judy ass was enormous. I was fresh indeed. Think about it sexually. Knew a bunch of radio Raheem's. Rest in peace. Four finger, ah, four finger rings, biggest brass knuckles. Haters walk by, try to stab you if they hug you. Lady on the fourth floor hollering every evening till she planned up. She wasn't having it that evening. He was beating her. She ain't have it that evening. One shot to the neck and the jugular. Now he bleeding. She beat the case, but damn, the kids suffer. Um, I'm dating her daughter, but I'm having visions of her mother. Project nights, no project lights. Hoping a friend don't try to rob my mom at night. She worked hard to bring it to the table. Channel U before I had cable. Campbell soup before I had sushi. Vika shoe before I had the Gucci. Forty deuce for the for the karate movie. Out out of sync, mouth moving movie. That right there was yeah. a lot. Like I, we just you know what's amazing about Nas? He rhymes without sometimes even hitting like the points of where you think the bars are supposed to rhyme at. Like he'll right, find like a different. That, that part right there. Does she work? Yeah. She worked hard to bring it to the table. Shannon, you before like because he switched up the flow and then he switched up the flow three bars later. I was like, yo, what is happening? And I'm just looking yeah. at Gary. I'm like, yo, man, this is the Nas I'll be trying to tell you about, dog. You don't know, nigga. <laughs> that dude. Um, so then uh move a movie. Sent to the store for Lucy. Came a long way. Now the same one salute me. Haters say it must be nice. I say it must be hate. I don't like that line. That shit's straight fake. Yeah, I'm talking the 80s, not the 90s stuff. Time was real, time was real in Jamaica, Queens, Ronnie, Ronnie Bumps, Queensbridge Kings, and all that. Rowdy white boys, rowdy white boys with baseball bats, Italian Greeks on dip Mars, Stanway Street, all the slick cars. And then it goes to the chorus. I know some fake niggas living a lie. I got some real niggas ready to die. Oh, oh my God. So that verse, I don't think people understand how amazing that that first verse is. Um, we had an argument on the podcast about the the best verse of 2018. We all agreed it was Jay-Z and it, or it was Nas. And I'm saying it was Nas. And um, and uh, G5 on, on, on our podcast, you know, my brother, he's like, argue with me about his, you know, it's Jay-Z. Jay, now, Jay-Z's verse on What's Free was amazing. And I love Jay-Z. Jay-Z did not touch five subjects in one rhyme with all the wordplay that Nas had, switching up different flows while doing that and then telling a random story in the middle. Like It was just, it was just too much. Like Nas yeah. literally just floated on this. And um, that part about the, the mother, the fourth floor and the mother, and the, the way that picture that, that comes in your head it tells a story that, unfortunately, a decent amount of us know. You know, a woman mm -hmm. being beaten, she, and unlike a lot of stories, she actually took the power in her own hands and, and killed the dude. But 
people don't think about because you you might applaud somebody who does that because you know you want them to get out of the out of that hell but i don't think people realize the mental the mental stru struggle that that puts on someone you killed the person that you love and that is also your the, the father to your child and now the child is going to have to deal with the fact that her mother <laughs> killed her father like that no it's that, a lot it was a lot. It was a lot. So it was just like, like it was, it was, it was a lot. Um, I could talk about that verse forever. So I'm just gonna stop. No, 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 no. That whole song. <laughs> I'm glad you reminded me about that song because I almost forgot how great that song is. Yeah, that I try to keep it on most of his albums, but like I'm glad you're doing like some of his features. Now that I think about it, he had a great verse on um Nas album done on Khaled's um like that whole song, he, he killed that too. I was I teetered with picking that one too. I, I teetered with it because I love that verse as well. That was a great verse. Yeah, especially with the way the beat drops and he gets into like mm -hmm. the whole different flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I did something that I don't think no one was able to do until game basically spelled the formula, and that's rewind. That's my number four. Ooh. So it's that's a little best, graphic. So ones. I'm going to stop it short, but okay. I'm going to um. Oh yeah, <laughs> some of the first. Yeah, piece, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. By, by the way, really, really quick, um, because I know I've, I've like cursed a few times on here. It's fine. Don't worry about right. it. Most of you don't. I'm gonna keep a pull back, but yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> cool. So number four, we want to listen up, gangsters and honeys, with your hair done. Pull up a chair, hun, and put it in the air, son, yes. dog. Whatever they call you, dog, is calling the god. Just listen. I spit a story backwards. It starts like the ending. The bullet goes back in the gun. The bullet hole closes the chest, his chest of an end. Now he back to square one, screaming, shoot, don't please. I put my fifth back on my hip. It's like a VCR winding a hit. He put his hands back on his beat. My caravan doors open up. I jump back in the van and close the shirt, going reverse, slowly prepared. My end jungle utters out something crazy like, go he there. Which people don't <laughs> understand. That's where we like, there he go. Oh my God. Sitting in the this back verse. of the chair. The back of the chair, we hit in the road. The smoke goes back in the blunt. The blunt gets bigger and growth. Jungle unrolls it, puts his weed back in the jar. The blunt turns back to it into a cigar. We listen to Stevie. It sounds like heavy metal fans spinning record back with the Daisy mm -hmm. <laughs> I, give, I give my ends dad, jump out of the van, back first, back upstairs, took off the the black shirt, I'm in the crib with the phone to my ear. Listen up so y'all can figure out the poem real clear. Yeah. The voice on the poem on the phone was like outside right wing. Right so with my mouth wide holding my heat. Right. Bullets, I had plenty to squeeze, plenty for you. Because yeah. jungle said yeah. block your block on your enemies. Yeah. That hung, then hung up the phone. Then the phone rang. I'm laid in the bed thinking about this pretty young thing who loves she came back. Nicole's just fell to the rug. She fell to my bed and gave me a hug. I told her, no hell. And then he just goes into a little bit of graphic. Yeah. The voice recording. But he spread a whole storytelling backwards. Yes. Which I don't think it's ever been done before. I don't think it's the easiest thing to do because if it was able to be done, your favorite rappers would have done it. Would have done it. Yeah. And that's why now it's one of the greatest. And that's that. It had been done before that. I can't remember the rapper's name, but it. Somebody, it was a, some underground dude. Um, I found this out. I found this out because um, you ever you ever heard of Dead End Hip Hop? It's a YouTube channel. Guess what? No one cares because it wasn't Nas and he wasn't. No, no, I'm just I was just saying. I'm Next. Just, no, no, I was just 
I just yeah. But you ever disgraced the young goat. Nah, ne- never, never. I was just saying as a fact, goat. it had been done before that, and somebody had mentioned, you know, they had mentioned that. Um okay. yeah. was it as good as this? I mean, I didn't listen to it. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not That's sure. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. I'm not sure. We're not sure. Yeah, nah, the that rewind verse is crazy though. Damn, it yeah. took two minutes to do the whole song. I was like, oh my god. He yeah, really nah. rapped, he really rapped backwards. <laughs> the entire, the entire like story, and then I like think about it. The hardest part about that was rhyming the parts that were backwards. Right. That's well, that to me anyway. That was the hardest part because rhyming that while also trying to make sense was just like right. And then having your mind decipher the story, it's like. Mm-hmm. So that it's yeah, just a that, mind blowing really thing good. when you're listening to it as like a casual listener, or even as a fan. So. Oh my god! So yeah, so that that's a really that's a really good verse. Not that I forgot about it, but I didn't think about it for this specific. No, no. But that's Once you mention them, is when you're like, oh, that is. A good oh, one. yo, like, that's, that's a crazy one. All right, so let me see number. Th- so number three, I have. Um, I'm going back to the beginning, which is, well, not the beginning, beginning. Oh, dang. And that, that just made me think of another verse. His verse on uh, Live at the Barbecue. That was his first yeah. verse ever, really, anybody knows. But yeah. I'm not doing that one. Um, Street's Disciple. Yeah, we don't punch Jesus. The brains for like a rifle. Ooh, I got to remember it in my head. But I'm going to go to The World is Yours, which that one is a popular one. But that's the second verse that I ever memorized from Nas. Um, okay. The first is... The first is going to be the next one, but, um, and it's the original version. I'm one of the people that usually most people like remixes better than the original. I'm like, eh, no, I, I like the original versions of these. Right. So the original version of the world is yours. Um, I sip the Don P watching Don D till I'm charged and, and writing in my book of rhymes, all the words past the margin to hold the mic. I'm throbbing mechanical movement, understandable, smooth shit that murderers move with the thieves theme play me at night. They won't act right. The fiend of hip hop has got me stuck like a crack pipe. Divine activation, react like I'm facing time, like Pappy Mason with pens I'm embracing. Wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the streets. Sway Tim's on my feet, make the cipher complete. complete. Whether cruising in the six cab or Montero Jeep, I can't call it. The beats make me falling asleep. I keep falling, but never falling six feet deep. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. Ugh. No, yeah. he killed that. And that was uh, some did of those it, I, parts of those verses in different eras too. Like that's that that's one thing. <laughs> like he literally was through like three decades. It was kind of crazy. Um, the other thing is that I, I think what pulled me to that verse was it sounded so different than what people had told me Nas was like. Because remember, we're at the time where like when I found out about like hip-hop when i was really starting to research it jay and nas was still like it was the end of the beef but they was kind of still beefing they were still going through it they were telling their their stories of them like why the beef happened like god's album is damn near all about why they were beefing and so was blueprint two on the low yeah pretty much just because like especially when jay-z was like just because he's wearing koofy don't mean that he's not (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! That Blueprint two verse is like kind. Of, that, that verse is od. That's the first time I ever seen Jay Z emotional. 
and like really yeah. talking about some. Just because you don't understand him, it don't mean that he nice. Just means you right. don't understand all the BS that he writes. Is he Uchiwa? Yeah, he went kind of. He went kind of crazy. <laughs> he, went, he went. He went crazy. He very then Nas, resp- Nas responded on last real and word alive. He and that's why number. Too. That's why number three verse. Oh. And I wanted to do all the whole song, but I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, but after you. What's your number three? I'm, not, I mean, I'm pretty much done. It's just, it's just the world is... Most people, if they were to ask me, hey, I want to get into hip-hop and I want to go through all the eras, give me some songs. The world is yours. If when we get to 90s, the world is yours is a song I'm giving them. That, that mm-hmm. would be the... Well, either that or Juicy, but I would probably go with the world is yours because everybody in their life has... It's more thought-provoking, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, like Ju- Juicy is people play it at their weddings and all types, of, and you've heard it somewhere, like even down the street. The world is yours is a song that it kind of represents the hybrid of the the end of the native tongues era, I guess you could say, because Pete Rock made the beat. Um, for those who don't know, native tongues that's um, Tribe Called Quest and Busta Rhymes and uh, who am I, uh, De La Soul, like they they had a little collective. Um, so. The beat gives me native tongues-ish, kind of, when I hear it. Um, And then his raps kind of, that tells me 93 to like 96 when it comes to rap. Because after Nas did that, everybody else was pretty much trying to do what he was doing. Um, So He started an era, like that slow down and really talk to fly stuff. Mm-hmm. I started that era from like 93, 94 to like 96. Exactly. And then it, so, it blossomed yeah. to like other things for sure. Right. So that so that that song is just um yeah, we were trying to like I know we were trying to do verses that weren't popular, but that one I had to put in my top five. So oh, yeah, that's that. fine. The world is yours, Nas. You can listen to the remix version too. That's the one where Jay-Z sampled for Dead Presidents. You can listen to that one too. That one is which it's pretty much the Nas same verse. gets publishing offer, so people need to understand that. Wait, what'd you um, say? Nas gets publishing still off of Jay Z's catalog because of that song. I think a lot of yeah, people even, think even that he, he never got. People say that that story, which is not true. <laughs> yeah, but the person that they said that paid it was like, no, like Nas really gets paid off that record. Not, yeah, not yeah. MC Search. MC Search. So I guess I'll do my number three then. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. Which is um, <laughs> last row and alive, and basically it's him. Well, I only did one verse. I could have really done the whole song because it's all talking about like his beef with Jay Z, and it's very interesting mm-hmm. of like how he he breaks it all up. So, mm-hmm. and this is off the album Godson, which is like in our both our top five. So yes. So rap became a version of Malcolm and Martin. Rest in peace, world queen bridge live on. There's some ghetto secret I can't rhyme in the song. There's some missing pieces that I had to leave out. I had lost trust with Steve Stout at some point. Well, I got to know him. We old friends. But what's a loyal, but what's loyal? Puff soap interscope offices with champagne bottles on Steve. And Steve thought the drum was on me because previously it would happen. And he's talking about when um, Puffy basically came up there and, and smashed some champagne bottles over yeah. um, Steve Stout's head. Yeah. Uh, by the way, according to Steve, oh, got really close. According according to Steve Stout, it wasn't it, he didn't get hit with a bottle, but bottles were definitely in there, and they definitely got smashed. <laughs> That's what he said, but I don't know. 
It's okay. You, I guess. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just trying to be fair. That's what he said. Uh, no, 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 no. Whatever. <laughs> Something happened in his office that he could not control. Right. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not the only one that had to go through it. J. Cole had to go through it. A few people. Yeah, people don't been. know, man. Puff, Puff, Daddy, yeah. Brother Love is was a whole gangster back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call him the hitman for no reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, play with Puff if you want to. Right. With Champagne Bottles and Steve, and Steve thought the drum was on me because previously it would have been against whoever, friends forever. However, I love with some and it's all business, but on the street, do with morals. Oh. And this end with Jigger too much. He used to say, Jay, one in my spot. I laughed, stayed home, never hung a lot. A quiet man who used to be alone playing baby moms thought I was too quiet. Couldn't stand it. She hit the streets later. On she hitting the sheets with a rapper who wanted me on his songs, thinking he's strong. I taught her how to watch for cars who might follow. Who might follow taught her street shit that I knew. Her weakness was shine, yo. But that's her. I ain't mad, baby. It made me stronger now. I got I get paid my paper longer. Elmatic, I was a boss. It was written. I lost one of the most creative LPs to ever hit stories. In the firm, I learned I am not strong. It's QB's finest, Uchi Wally. Face more problems. I gave it all up so I can chill at home with mama. She was getting old and sick, so I stayed behind her. We had the best time. She asked would I make more songs. I told her not till I see her health get more strong. In the middle of that, Jay tried to sneak attack, assassinate my, assassinate my character, the great my hood, because in order for him to be the Don, Nas had to go. The Gambino rules, I understood, which I want. See, I already had the gift and the curse. F that shit. The first shall be the last of the man's man. A rapper's rapper. Godson. There'll be none after. I was sack. I was Scarface. Jay was Manolo. I heard me when I had to kill him and his whole squad. Dolo for Dolo for Dolo for Dolo. The, the amazing part is the other parts of the song. <laughs> basically, he's talking about baby mom sleeping with, with Jay Z. Like if he didn't yeah. know that already. So mm-hmm. he talked about all these different moments of like thinking that he was. You never really had one up on, up on me because I knew all these things coming, right? It's like kind of how he's breaking it down. And mm-hmm. and if I told Steve, stop fucking with you, you probably wouldn't have your Reebok deal. Like, there's certain things I feel like Nas is secretly saying is like, I didn't want to do those things, so you got the opportunity to do those things. Kind yeah. Of. And at the time, I don't think Nas really cared about, like, he was really, like, still into just doing music only and then, like, living his life. He wasn't, like... right. The businessman he is today, that was what he's doing now. Jay Z was doing, I give it to him 15 years ago, business wise, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting to see like the dynamic and then both come full circle from like some of the things that were done, you know. Agreed. Yeah, that, every time I hear that verse, it just reminds me of the, it actually reminds me of Jay Z's career because you could kind of see the switch in what he was doing. From all the way when he was with Jazzo and they were doing that like type rap. And then rap. Yeah. Nas came out and Jay-Z kind of switched. <laughs> like it's, I mean, it's kind of, but it's not just Jay-Z. Pretty much everybody. No, no, no. The shift of the rap culture switched. The same way it switched exactly. now for when people are doing like, I don't say mumble rapping, but like alternative raps now. Like, right. That now became a thing because of like if somebody did it first that hit made it popular. So no, I get what you're right. saying. 
people also no. don't understand before i go to the the next verse uh wait are, were you finished i'm sorry you know i just wanted to finish up a point with that verse like the, you gotta listen to the whole song to understand everything he's saying yeah. there's much more but that's i think that's even the first or second verse like i think it's the first verse so that's just him starting it and then the second verse he kind of talks about like how biggie him and wu-tang were like the top spots in new york and jay wanted all no, that's, spots. that's the first verse it's the song starts with y'all don't know about the Biggie Wars, and then he explains Biggie versus Wu Tang. So that's right. the first verse, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah, yeah, man. Damn, you bring me back to that song. I heard that. Bit. It's the storytelling, <laughs> like, like he basically broke down the whole yeah. night ever when he first got into it. You know, but people forget he blew up first, then Jay, but Jay was independent, so he he made bigger moves. He saw more units, like at one point for right. sure. It actually remi reminds me of, uh, actually not it, differently, but it reminds me of nowadays because when when they said the who's the best MCs, Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas, now it's uh, uh, Drake, Cole, or Kendrick. You know, those are the those are the three names. Um, but I digress on that. That's probably gonna be for another. But time. even who when, said that? Jay Z, right? I think he said that in one of his. Jay songs. was the one who said that. Yeah, who's the best in, in uh, where I'm from? Who's the best MCs? Right. Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas. Um, yeah, so I'll let you know that Jay Z always had respect for Nas, but he felt like that, right? Like, I gotta, I gotta even go. During, even during the beef, he kind of said that, like, yo, I like, I wouldn't. He basically said, like, I'm you know, I still got respect got, for dude, it's just the fact that you know, basically, yeah. it was the whole like the DS lips and all that. Was he, he like felt the way about that, and I know that, um. People from that era, they do feel a way when someone says no, that. No, of, so. of course, but you can't yeah. say you can't you can't have a good time with my baby moms and think I'm not going to feel a type of way. Like, yeah, I, it was, there was there was a lot. He mentioned certain some things first. You know what I'm saying? They, like, yeah, they 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 both went they both went kind of nuts on each other. It was like, damn, so y'all going y'all going right. y'all going kind of od. But anyway, um, one quick thing I was going to say is that Illmatic since we've been speaking about it, that album was impactful, not just on hip hop, on music in general, because mm -hmm. it wasn't many, if anybody, who was putting four or five producers on one album. I was just gonna say that. come out like that. Like- He, he started the trend of having multiple producers and not having just one producer with on the whole album. Not just in hip hop though. Other genre, well, other genres started copying that formula and bringing other people in instead of working with one producer. I don't know if they had Illmatic in mind, but Illmatic is the album where that really started. Right. Um, and not enough people talk about that. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, all right. So verse, we're on verse two, right? Number two. Yeah, number two. Um, number two is a verse on his album. It was on, it was written or is on, it was written. It's the second to last song right before If If I Rule the World. And it's called uh, Live, Live Nigger Rap. And it's with Prodigy and uh, Havoc. Uh, but Ma they, when they're together, they're called Mob Deep. Rest in peace to Prodigy. Um, and yeah, Nas came in out of no, like the verses, they're just going back and like they kind of not going back and forth, but they just trade verses. So um, right after Havoc uh, says, uh, if I was you, I would do what I have to. And you, but you ain't me. You hesitated. So I clapped you and stepped off casually, naturally me. And then after, out of nowhere, Nas just come in. Um, niggas think it's shit sweet. I carry big heat, wavy hair, chipped teeth. 
up in this bitch deep. Queens murder clicks me. Yellow tape on black gates, Mediterranean. Projects is like Kuwait. I escape into zones. That's a regular. Why debate on the phone? I'm solar cellular. Escobar 600. You just a crumb in, you're just a crumb inside the world with a rich run it curriculum of a mathologist deep throats they try to swallow this anthropologist dynasties of great knowledges i preserve in my dome niggas mics is full of silicone spots blown uh gorilla ice on this killer's life i put my word on it you could sleep on the rock or swerve on it Nas is menage etoises on mount Erie lodges we like the smooth fan but rougher than how the barges Catching charges of marksmen, living heartless, grab a cartridge, cock my shit on some mob shit, we mobbing, putting niggas in mausoleums, from Queensboro to Throg's Neck, heads bop, I see him. Yo, when I first heard that verse, I that was the first verse where I really understood wordplay. Because that part where he says, um, we like a smooth fan, but rougher than how the barges, catching charges of marksmen, living heartless, grab a cartridge, marksmen, heartless, cartridge rhyming those words together was just alien uh, yeah back like, then it, he was like he was the Eminem back then with those moments <laughs> yo he went ridiculously crazy on 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 that verse um yeah that verse that verse and that's another verse that represents his um uh his his vividness in words right Something his vividness in words and like that he writes in such a, it feels simple, but it's not because you could try to take time to like put those yeah. thoughts together. It's, it sounds simple if you're not actually like, if you're just hearing it, then it sounds like, oh, whatever. But if you actually go into the words, he's, he's, he's saying a lot. Somebody who does this, um, I mean, he ain't Nas level. I ain't, we ain't going to go there, but I am a fan of him. Um, Rick Ross knows how to paint pictures very well in a similar yeah. way where when you listen in at first, you're just like, it's like whatever, but one of his songs almost down, made it with Nas on my uh my top five. I think accident, accidental murder was accident murder. murder. Oh yeah, that's I was gonna that's, one of, the, that's one of them ones. Yeah, that whole song is oh man. Ross and Nas, in my opinion, they need to do a a, a joint album together. I want Ross A and R a project for Nas. Though same because he always picks good beats for Nas to yeah. laugh on and do his thing. They so were like saying this. they were saying he would they were gonna do it, but I think. I think after that is when the, the Kanye thing happened. So, but not only that, at least he worked with Head Boy and kind of got like he got it off the right way. That's true. You know? Yeah, that that is yo man. Now you got me thinking. I might put that out maybe seventh. I don't think I'm putting it ahead of Life is Good. Man, maybe it might be better. Anyway, listen to them both, and you'll you'll figure oh, out. Oh man, oh, life is good. Those, both of those are in my top five of my favorites because like you know I was yeah. with the rest, yeah. the rest of the time. But so you did your number two, right? Yes. So this comes off of actually King's Disease, The Cure. And it's like oh, the second half, of, oh. the second half of the verse uh, um, <laughs> where he says, roll okay. the credits, roll, roll the credits. Cuba link, QB chain, belong in the moment. So boomerang, you salute my 27 summons. Rolls voice mm -hmm. brigade, brigade, just because it go with the moment. Pac sold the chain, got his medallion. I won't insinuate, I won't insinuate imitation because I copied his stomach. King's mm -hmm. honor, king, straight from my pops to my sonship. Steak, tartar, bloody, mercury levels from raw fish. Sushi for lunch, waiter at the table, the cork twist. I'm studied like a book by many. 
They give me looks of envy. I took the Bentley. White chick like Liz Taylor might get the Bentayga on my Rick James behavior. Life is school for the soul, and I'm in life seven already. Life simple but heavy and incomprehensible incompre shit. Everything from sexy to deadly. I done, been, I done been through that shit. Still going deeper that I grew a new inch on mine. We looked at Robin as a way of resolving our problems with mom cooked food, but some of my ends were starving. And whatever they, whatever they was down to do, I was with them regardless. Turns out I was hungry and hitting the hardest. Decisions were sharp, but my predictions was on it. No fortune teller, just got off my regular signs. Ends often tell you that they moves without a word, just reading their mind. Wasn't needed no nine. Corner executive, boy in ghetto hell, where metal yell, especially over necklaces. Life lessons is karma. Whatever you dish out, come back as a blessing or to haunt you. That's generational curses. They said they want the old nines back. Play the clue tapes for old verses. Messing, <laughs> messing my homies' lives up, saying nines will rise them up. Like they was, wasn't live enough. Many lives are touched. Can I get a witness? So that pretty much, the whole song is amazing, but like yeah. the way he came into flow, like like how he feels like his rap career belongs in the, in the modern um, museum of of art, I think is yeah. what the moment stands for. So. Mm -hmm. just, just that whole breakdown of like his chain belongs in the moment. Like he's just saying like, I've, like how great his career was in in, in these moments, and like right. just like how far he's come. So I thought it was a pretty good verse. I got to do my yearly joint for the MoMA. I wanted I want to get a yearly pass to to go to the museum. But he's, anyway, sorry. Have you like, ever done that before? Or? Yeah, I have one to the Whitney, the Whitney Museum of Art. It's um. How many times do you go? Which I think. I go mad times a year. Like I, I've like the Whitney, for example. I think it's like twenty five a ticket. Um, I recoup that like a thousand percent because I go maybe 30 times a year, like I maybe even more than that, to be honest. You just go to walk around or you go to like look at new exhibits? Like, I don't know. I, I would always, I, I never, um, so I go kind of like I, I look at art, like I look at the museum now, kind of like how, how I look at music. You know, another thing that's missing today, by the way, most albums, if you like an album you can't just listen to it the first time and understand everything that's going on. Um, you got to listen, you got to live with it and listen to it. Um, I've been doing that a lot with J. Cole's The Off Season. Like, Dang. you know, I've been listening to it over and over trying to get certain things. So with art, it's the same thing. Like, and probably for me personally, it would be- It more. might help with my writing, to be honest. That's why I'm, I'm like curious to hear you say that. Oh, I, I, if, I would say do it. I'd say do it. For any creative, looking at art, is one of the that's one of the ways that to challenge your challenge your way of thinking because when you go and look at it some are just kind of like you see what's going on and then you can read the little description um then there's others that it's like i have no clue what this is but look at it and instead of saying i don't know what this is just think about what it makes you think and feel like it's so i i would i would say do it i would say do it um, and it doesn't really matter which museum you pick. I'd say just pick one because it's great music. We're in New York, so yeah, it's not hard to find right. a good museum. Um, so yeah, oh, grand finale, your number one. Okay. Um, well, I kind of said it earlier, but um, 
and this is my favorite verse from Nas ever. And that is um, his verse on Only Built for Cuban Links from the song Verbal Intercourse. Um, reason why is number one is because it's a feature verse that might be, well, by far, and it's not even close. Verbal Intercourse is the best feature in hip hop history. There's no feature verse by anybody that is better than Verbal Intercourse. And I will argue anybody up and down and break every word down. If you want, if you want the smoke, holla at me at Prep the Lect. T-H-E-L-E-C-T. If you want to argue this feature verse, listen, I love Lil Baby. He's been killing this year. Drake is like the king of features. Cole was the king of features for a couple years. We know Kendrick kills features. Jay is the god. None of them have a feature verse as good as verbal intercourse. To this day, I'll argue anybody with it. Now, the actual verse. Um... Uh, through the lights, cameras, and action, glamour, glitters, and gold, I unfold the scroll, plant seeds that stampede the globe when I'm deceased. By then, the beast will rise like yeast to conquer peace, leaving savages to roam in the streets, live on the run. Police paying me to give him my gun. Trick my wisdom with the system that imprisoned my son. Smoke a gold leaf, I hold heat nonchalantly. I'm raunchy, but things I'm doing is real. It never haunts me. Wow. Funny style, niggas rolling a pal. Rooster heads profile on a bus to Rikers out. Holding weed inside they p-word uh with their minds on the pretty things in life props is a true thug's wife is like a cycle niggas come home some go in through a bullet come back do the same shit again from the womb to the tomb presume the unpredictable gun salute life rapidly that's the ritual so first i'm i'm actually about to look i'm looking it up on genius because i, I want to just look at a few lines um because obviously I had the verse memorized, but I wanted to look at a few just, just so I could see him. Um, so when he says, I unfold the scroll, plant seeds that stampede the globe, when I'm deceased, by then the beast will rise like he's to conquer peace, leaving savages to roam in the street. When he said that part, you know when everybody talks about the Tupac quote that Pac said in like an interview where he said, you know, I won't change the world, but I'm going to leave this right. the sparkler that changes the world that's what i got from this the only difference is this sounds like a very menacing scene this sounds like a scene out of a movie almost ex exactly but what i thought is this is every thug gangster rapper in the 1990s this was this was the result of what they did and what they were going to do. And I don't even think they realized it that, you know, the things that we're rapping right now, it's going to inspire generations after us in to do some different. good ways and some not so good ways. And right. that, that three lines right there explains that to a T, which is just amazing. Um, it's But the part that really gets me is the live on the run, police paying me to give him my gun, trick my wisdom with the system that imprisoned my son. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, the way he said, and the funny thing is, when you listen to it, it's like, who did, who did you say earlier, like, makes it sound, well, I, we were talking about Nas, like, you make it sound so easy, even though when you look at it, it's like, this. none of this is easy. When you listen to this verse, it sounds like he's not trying at all. <laughs> and that's the all the time part. all the time right but with this verse right you're not supposed to sound like that on this verse you supposed to sound like you tried and he sounds you just like 
Like the way it sounds on the track is like live on the run. Police paying me to give him my gun. Trick my it's like, yo, why are you talking? Don't don't talk like that. Like you just did this. <laughs> like you right. you just taking a shower and just came up with this verse. Like stop playing yeah. this. That's yeah. what it felt like when I was listening to this. But um, I mean, look, besides the fact that it's the best feature ever, it's also the fact that only built for Cuban links was an amazing album. Nas might have Nas, who's a feature, probably had the best verse on the album. The entire album. Amazing album. Classic. One of the top five albums ever. And the person that had the best verse, not only was he not the person that made the album, he's also not even affiliated with Wu-Tang. With the crew. At all. Right. And he still had that. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Verbal intercourse. The feature was crazy. We, I've, I've already exhausted all the other things I could say about Nas as far as the storytelling, which all of this has that in there. And the uh, yeah, I don't think we picture. picked a verse that wasn't a storytelling verse. We kept all the singles and the party one kind of up. So yeah, pretty much. So yeah, but this is I digress because, like I said, I could talk about this verse forever. So I, I'm I'm just gonna stop there. But I'll just say, like I said, best feature ever. If you want the smoke at prep. T-H-E-L-E-C-T. Just let me know. I'm just saying. Well, my number one is uh, <laughs> I Gave You Power. Um, just the skill it took. I hate you. I, that's, <laughs> I hate you. That's definitely one of my... Oh, my God. So, first is also... This is the first verse. I couldn't do the whole song, but I couldn't do the first verse. Because it's a whole story. So, like, you two, you can't do this verse two without verse one, so... Go ahead. So first he does a little quick intro talking and then he goes into the verse. I see some cold nights and bloody days. They grab me, bullets spray. They use me wrong. So I sing the song to this day. My body is cold still, for real. I was made to kill. That's why they keep me concealed under car seat. They sneak me in clubs, been in the hands of mad thugs. They feed me when they load me up with mad slugs. 17 precisely, one in my head. They call me Desert Eagle. Sending auto with lead on seven inches, four pounds. Been through so many towns, Ohio, to Little Rock, to Canarsie, living harshly, beat up and battered. They pull me out. I watch as ends scattered, making me kill. But what I feel, it never mattered. When I'm empty, I'm quiet, finding myself fiending to be fired. A broken safety and placed me in the shell under bed. So I beg for my next owner to be a thoroughbred, keeping me full up with hollow heads. Second verse, I think he's talking about being now in the dresser of someone else's house, right? Yeah. <laughs> next to a dirty, a dirty peasant of a gun. Oh, man. How you like me now? I go blow. It's that shit that move crowds, making every ghetto foul. I might have took your first child, scarred your life, crippled your style. I, I gave you power. I made you book. Wow. That song, actually, I gave you power and dead presidents are two examples of songs that um, the clueless older people and politicians that were trying to kill hip hop back then, when they were saying that this glorifies violence, those are two songs where if you hear anything glorious in this, then there's something wrong with you. Because like when yeah. he says, I might've took your first child, he's not bragging. He's like, this is what, this is what happens. What happened? yeah. yeah, like just with Dep just same thing with, um, with uh, Dead Presidents, Dead Presidents 1. Two was amazing too, but that president's one, that sex, sec, second verse where he's talking about the alibis ain't matching up, bullshit catching up, the Rico, Repo, your vehicle. Like, 
those those are two and i mean jay-z and nas in general are living representations of yo we got out the neighborhoods we're probably two out of millions of people that went through our neighborhoods to get where we are and that is an example of how fucked up it is in the or excuse me effed up it is in the um in those neighborhoods we come from so no, yeah but i gave you power is oh my god man that's that's one of those man that's one of those it is but also what i truly enjoyed um just just the storytelling because since i write books it's like just to hear stories on on the beat and i have stories and not stories to sound cool but like a full thought out concept come to life they're just always enjoyable for me so like that's why i guess i always give it that extra level of respect for sure yeah, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, would you consider storytelling as a part of lyricism? It, it can be a component of it, but it doesn't have to be, right? And I just think it's also breaking down similes, metaphors. Mm. Yeah, shit, Rick Ross is, is a top lyricist to me, even with everything I'm hustling. Like, I think it's called homophones, right? When you do, like, when you use yeah. the same word every time for something different. Uh-huh. I th yeah, I think so. I think so he used mm -hmm. 22, 20 different times. I mean, 22, room 12, 22. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it sounds simple because he did it in such a, a simple flow. But, like, right. it took it took a thought process to get there with that. And so, no, like, I definitely mm -hmm. think it's something. Okay. I'm, I'm asking that because I have a list of, like, um like what I consider when I think of lyricists, what I consider. I think I think Game's one of the best lyricists I've heard out of the West Coast. I think Nipsey. You say is. Game? Mm -hmm. Oh, Game. Yeah, he's one of my favorite rappers. I love Game. So yeah, like I think it depends, right? It's like, okay, are you going for shock value? Are you going for like poignancy and, and directness? Because like I feel like I don't write the most colorful things, but like. I think I tell very much complete stories. If you go from chapter one through twelve, like you'll get a complete body of work that's enjoyable. I think if you could do that in lyrics, like if every bar like is meant for something and it's not just you writing it as fluff, like you no, know, I think that makes you a pretty good lyricist. Got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just I was just curious, but yeah, that's it really for me when it comes to like music and stuff. Especially at this point in my life, is like you don't have nothing to say. I really can't just listen to you just because you want to just like that's I don't my. Care. I can't care for the punchlines anymore. Like I'm not a kid looking for like the cool mm -hmm. punchlines. Like you gotta you gotta inspire me to go on with with the rest of my day. If you can't do that, I'm probably not. Mm -hmm. you, that's the funny thing we mentioned J Cole earlier because you know J Cole is on that. I mean, he's on multiple trees, just like Drake is on multiple trees. It's like Kendrick is on multiple trees. But the the two people that I would think about the most is Nas and uh, Tupac when I think of J. Cole. Um, and Nas and Jay, because Jay is very, um, he's very thought-provoking if you really listen. It's just hidden more than than everyone else. Yeah. I and think J. Cole I knows how to do the, the punchline that, like, they're really trying to say something, but they're also trying to keep you entertained at the same time. I feel that. I I think that I I do think of Jay when I think of Cole, but I think more as of I think late. More Nas last, than anything, but yeah. Oh, of course, right. But I think where, where I look at Nas and 
Pac is the last couple albums have been a lot less about punchlines and 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 putting putting things together to to make somebody say oh and more about like relating to the audience which i think that's part of why a lot of people didn't like some of his albums but we'll get to j cole at another point in time um but yeah i was just i was just thinking like because cole still got a young demographic a lot of him like mm -hmm. us that are in our 30s with cole loves all the music he's been doing right mm -hmm. those that are not in the you're not in your 30s yet right are you about to be I'm about to, this year, this year. Yeah. So, like, those that aren't, they still want to be fucking young and dumb. So, like, they're like, yo, Cole, what are you doing? You're our favorite when we were teenagers, and now you're, like, doing something there. And they're probably still in college, right? They probably didn't even graduate, all of them. So that's why you hear some of the the blowback about, like, KOD, even though that was a fantastic album and th different things like that. Right. That's what I think. And this is, like, the perfect middle ground, right? Because he still got, like, Pride is the Devil and different songs like that that oh, are the new one, yeah, off season. Mm -hmm. But like he's still hitting people with like just straight up bars and lyrics at the same time too. So. Right, and I know it's we're gonna do one about Cole. I cannot wait for that one. So I because by by that time I'll have like a full assessment of the off season. Um, mm. But yeah, that's what that's one of the things about the off season where it's kind of like the opposite of what you said. Like where there's some people that never really have substance. Cole. It seems for not for he me, found the balance, but he does sound balanced. Well, to us, he sounds balanced. Some people they didn't want to hear. Like I, I, there's plenty of people I saw that said I didn't want it for the first time. J Cole gave me what I wanted. I didn't want deep concepts. I didn't. I didn't want to feel anything. I just wanted him to rap. And some that's what all some people wanted. You know, but that's because how he kind of started though too. I can't. I can't blame them. If that's how you remember him from the warm up. But even in the warm, right. he has certain songs that let you know, like, no, this is probably what he's going to do really in his career. Like, like mm -hmm. Simba, um, the song about um, the abortion and stuff that came out. Like, he had, like, very deep songs. So, like, I don't know why people act like he never had those type of concepts before. It's like people just want to remember mm -hmm. what they want to remember from Cole. It's weird. I, I think they, I think when it comes to Cole, he's somebody that he goes all the way in when it comes to an idea. And I think if if you like for example 2014 forest hills drive you know what it Fantastic. reminds me of it, it reminds me of the blueprint and i know I, I know for anybody who came to this just because they want to hear about nas i'm sorry but we love hip-hop so um it reminds me of the blueprint because when i listen to the blueprint jay wasn't hitting me over the head with mad punchlines and metaphors the entire album he was just he was kind of just talking to us like he was he was talking to us and, and just letting us know like yo I'm at that point in my life where I'm about to take it to another level. And if you with me, cool. If not, then you just going to stay here. And he did that on like the greatest soul beats from Kanye, Just Blaze and Bink. So right. he, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't about the punchlines and metaphors in that album mm -hmm. where, and J. Cole's the same thing. 2014, there's really only apparently where I remember where he was intentionally doing the punchlines most of that album, it wasn't really, it wasn't really. It wasn't punchlines. He was, that was like real growth. Like that was like, that's a yeah. classic album without a doubt. Like, there's no way in my mind, like, I don't mm -hmm. say for a song. Like, look, think about how simple Love Yours is. It's a very simple song, but that's my favorite J. Cole song to this day. It's, I can it's listen meaningful. to Love Yours like 10 times in a row. Yeah. You know, so, you know. But anyway, I digress because I, I I brought no, up Cole, my bad. <laughs> I think, no, no, that's fine. Before Your Eyes Only is one of my favorite albums that people don't like. 
I love yeah. concepts. I don't mind yeah. concepts. If they're exactly. done well, I don't care. Then that's that's how I feel. You know, I think some people don't. I don't know what people listen to when they're listening to certain albums because they just want I've the seen, beats and just certain punchline. They want to they want to feel like oh my rapper is cooler than your rapper and like that's not what I'm in it for. That's not what I listen. I also think some people too look at the word like beat. For example, I brought up that channel Dead in Hip Hop earlier. And mm-hmm. they've given Cole shit for almost all of his albums, except for one. Like one dude, he actually didn't like his older stuff and started liking his newer stuff because like you, he's into like con- conceptual type stuff. So everybody else, like they hated For Your Eyes Only. They hated KOD. A few of them didn't even like 2014 Forest Hills Drive. They're like super into underground. But my point in bringing that up is that they were talking about how people say J. Cole is this deep, this deep guy and they they just don't see the deepness in it and in my head i'm like when you listen to a song like love yours and you hear that end part where you said uh that's the uh, thing they're not listening if you're saying j cole isn't deep then you're just not listening and i don't have time to hear hear from that's really the reason i like hearing from those people is because i want to know when you say something's deep what exactly do you mean because to me i feel like when when someone says deep well, what it actually means is something that makes something that that puts a uh, it's thought provoking. It's something right. that it's something that that makes you think about one concept or multiple concepts of life. That's what I think. Mm. And when I hear "Love Yours," if you hear a song like "Love Yours" and hear that end part, like they, they, they always be um, uh, some be- a nigga with better shoes than the ones you rock. They, there's always been a bitch that's bad out there on the tours, but you ain't never gonna be happy till you love yours. If you think that concept is simple and that doesn't make you think anything at all, then maybe you just found the key to relationships because that's one of the biggest keys to relationships that most people don't get down. What you have is all right here. Look at this woman that's right in front of you. She literally has everything that you want. And then you count down all the things that she has. And then it makes you stop and think, well, why am I going out there running after these people? As simple as you might think that concept is, if it was that simple, why can nobody follow that concept? And that's where I—that's where I look at what he's doing and saying. How old is this person? What person? The person that's critiquing J. Cole. They're older. That's the funny thing. They're older. They're like in their well. The person I'm thinking of specifically, he's in his like mid forties, I believe. Yeah, but I what I look at is they're all into like underground hip hop, like super underground hip hop, um, and they seem to be of that class of people that when it comes to the mainstream, it's just automatically they, no, it's right? Like no, I'm not, not necessarily. It's more like when they hear if you're not being uber creative, they look at it like it's not creative at all, and that's like they all love Kendrick, but Kendrick is somebody who's very he's very energetic he's very eccentric with with his music also you don't really hear him that much so it's kind of easy if you don't like for me in my head if you don't like kendrick i have to understand why because he literally gives everybody what you want at some point um he hasn't missed no has j cole for me but like i understand some people's critique yeah, I understand some people's critiques with J. Cole as well. Like, with Four Your Eyes Only, I can understand the critiques of it. Because, you know, back to Nas, when someone talks about the beats, I understand what you mean. I don't think people understand, though, that when it, when it comes to Nas, 
the reason why Nas's beats may not be as out there as people want is because Nas. He's trying to about, make sure you understand what he's saying to you. He doesn't like. Right. It's 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 always been about the words for him, and he's always said that it's about the it's about the words. And to him, he just he might hear a beat, and then music just starts coming to his ears. So I think the beats that a lot of rappers may turn down, those are the beats that he tends to rap on, because to him, it's just like something comes to his head and he's not thinking about, well, I got to make sure that, you know, this is going to pop out. Like, you know, the song Stay on Life is Good. Mm -hmm. You know, Cole had that first. Really? J. Cole had, yeah, there's a, uh, he put a, not compilation, EP, an EP out called Truly Yours and Stay is on there. And it's the same beat. And, they, you know, they asked him about it. He said, yeah, that was... I was one of those I shouldn't have let go. <laughs> but he said, look, it, you know, everything happens for a reason. Now, one of my favorite rappers has has that song. Um, and J. Cole killed it too. Like he he went mm -hmm. he went crazy. But um, that's an example. Like he passed on that and Nas picked it. To probably us, what's I don't what's bad about that beat? It's a great beat. But some people they don't see it, it doesn't pop out to them. It doesn't have a whole bunch of sub subs on it. it right. You know, they want the certain space. bounce of the drums and stuff. And me, I right. just want to see how the person's vocals meshes well with the sound and what it is. And if it does that, then I can mm. work with it. Then I can live with it. I I I agree with that. Also, I'm very I'm I'm into mixing, obviously, because mm. I, you know, I I do that um not for a living, but I mix and I think that most a lot of people they don't really care about mixing like they i can tell when somebody was not in the same room with this person i don't care how good you mix i could hear that when when i'm um when i'm listening to music and it bo it bothers me like one of my favorite joints from uh dipset it's called uh it's called real real n words and i hate the fact that i could hear that all three of them cuz all every, every dipset members in it um and I could hear all three of them. They all sound like they're in different rooms. And it really annoys the fuck out of me. And if they're not in different rooms, there was a different engineer or something. Or they did it at a different time. And it was air when Jewels was rapping or something. Because there's there's like a, a slight little like hissing miss, sound yeah. in the back of Jewel. Every time Jewels raps, there's some little sound there. And it irks me. And I hate it because after I started mixing is when I heard that. I never mm. heard it before that, and now I can hear it, and it pisses me off. But right. again, I digress. Um, it's like you said. I, I I don't think Nas has or J Cole has bad beats. I just think that people, people no, no, they might have them. a few bad beats, but it's not as bad as the the take that people have about. Right. the The percentage of bad beats is me. Like with Nas, I'll maybe say maybe fifteen percent. Something like that. Like it's it's not mm -hmm. a lot. It's it's only it's literally a select few, but it may be fifteen percent. But most, and then I would say thirty five percent of his beats are fire, and then the rest of them kind of just fall. I just I just <laughs> there right yeah, I, no, exactly I agree. I agree. yeah yeah. Um, well, but, I want to thank Sadie. Oh oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we're about to okay because earlier you said something about where he went right and wrong, but. Yeah. Oh no! I just thought he went wrong with like not being like if he wasn't inspired. I wish he just would have took those years off or just felt like he had to release an album. But that's you know it's it's a fine line between the the art and then the music business. So like I don't know if he had to like release things contractually, contractually and stuff like mm. that. You know. 
I'll just say I it's hard to pick a right and wrong because like you said, I don't know what his goal was. I will say if his goal was to like make money in the industry, then he probably should have picked beats that would have popped more. I don't um, think I think was it. I just think I just think he wanted like I don't know. I feel like he was always at the end of his deal, like when those those options started to happen, like with um like when he did the lost tapes, that was like a contractual thing to get out of the album kind of thing, I think. Cause then he became an independent right after. So it's like some things like that, you can just tell like it's like, all right, let me get out of this deal so I can feel free of this and I can make my next move wherever I want to go, kind of because he had Master Pill growing. So it's like, how do I get out of this deal that's from the past kind of thing, I think. Right. I mean, I feel yeah, I feel you. I don't think it's that either. I'm that was just something like if if he was trying to do that, then that's what I would say. But um I mean, I kind of agree with you. I th I think it's there are times where you listen and maybe hear somebody's uninspired. I think we've gotten that besides Kendrick, I think I've gotten that from every artist that I love. There's a time where I'm listening and it kind of sounds like I don't know how inspired you you are with this, even from Cole sometimes. It's times where I'm like, I this sounds not like this is a bad song, but this sounds like you didn't really want to make this. Um for him though, it was like his first album, ironically. You know, like I feel like he didn't want to make that album at all. He just did it because he had he needed hits from for the label. Well, um, even then, his first album that was going to be a classic got leaked, right? He had to put it as a mixtape and everything because they kept on holding him back. So, which, oh, you talking about Friday Night Lights? Yeah, that was like six or seven of those songs were to be on his album. Yeah, well, it wasn't that it got leaked. It was that he, because he just he was the one who just he was like, "Yo, I'm just putting this out because he was ready to put that out as the album." And then they kept saying, "We need a." A single which in my head i don't know how they didn't see in the morning as a single but whatever um they they the label felt like yo we don't have anything yet but was so it he, was it yeah, rock nation holding him back or was it Columbia? Um, according to the story he told he's <laughs> i'm sure it wasn't this but he said he kept going to like this dark basement restaurant and jay would just be waiting in there for him and he said every time he would play him a beat he would play him something and jay would be like I mean, uh, this is not it. Then he went to him with who that. He's like, I mean, this is this is better, but this is not what I'm looking for for the single. And I forgot what the next one was. And then he was like, this is close, but this is not it. And then I think the last one was um workout workout. And then that was the one. Ironically, that's the one that all J Cole fans hate. So so people say that, but it went triple platinum. Like, do they really hate it? Like, some people like it. I think no. I I think that. That's his core that's might I mean. not like it, but like that's when, what I mean. Yeah, I think people like it. That's a song that the radios played crazy, and I think that's a song that's easy to play at a function. But J. Cole, like, stands except for me, hate it. I don't hate it because obviously it has the Kanye sample, it brings me back. Um, yeah. but I can understand why because it's like uh, boy with the big old chains running around town in a big old right like it just sounded like <laughs> it sounded like he he was it sounded like he was going for a hit and he had to people don't understand right. he can't and just he do it for to. himself yeah and that's what and that is why i was cool with it but listen. i can also understand people being like nah this is not this is a no for me though listen cole did not want to sell five thousand copies for all of us to enjoy him he had hey, to look, do that I I look, I feel you. I'm I'm with you. But the difference is on Born Center, he wasn't trying. Power Trip 
sounded like a hit and you knew it the moment you heard it. It became um, a hit because we already knew what to expect from his first album. I feel like then it became like, okay, this is his sound. This is what we like from him. Right. And, and people don't understand you got to get there. And he, I, but the funny thing is he did it the opposite way. Most people, they make what they love and then they start going for hits. Cole went for the hits. And because he did that early, he was able to say, nah, dog, for Born Center, my first single is going to be Miss America. I don't care. <laughs> and then Power Trip naturally came. Crooked Smile naturally came. You know, like, and, and that's, how, that's how that worked. And the same thing happened for the rest of his albums. Everything was natural. You know, it sounded natural. It didn't sound like he was trying too hard. Right. And I think, although we need to get off of this because we need to save some J. Cole stuff on next. Yeah, yeah, podcast. yeah. We talked about J. Cole too long. My bad. J, <laughs> the thing about J. Cole, which is amazing, is more of um, he put in so much groundwork of just straight up regular good records that he could he should have been able to do a single without it being an issue. Like, he gave us, like, three mixtapes before he even got to, like, do a single true that's you know true. what i'm saying right so true true but, but yeah. that's not here nor there i just want to thank everyone for listening to me and Dwayne discuss nod and some of his great lyrics this has been americana quill writer writer please like and subscribe and tell a friend like subscribe y'all take care thank you